Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit, and they shall be created. And thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Remember thy congregation, which thou hast possessed from the beginning. Let us pray. O God, who just instruct the hearts of the faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant by the same Spirit, and be truly wise and never rejoice in his consolation through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lady, seat of wisdom. Pray for us. In Joseph. Pray for us. In Philip Mary. Pray for us. All you angels and saints. Pray for us. In the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Imitation of Christ, Book 2, Chapter 3, On the Character of a Peaceable Man. Peace in your own soul, first of all, then you can think about making peace between other people. Peaceable folk do more good than learned folk do. When a man is at the mercy of his own feelings, he misinterprets the most innocent actions, always ready to believe the worst. Whereas your peaceable man sees good everywhere, at peace with himself, isn't suspicious of others. It's when you become discontented and unbalanced that your mind is torn by suspicions. There is no rest for you, no rest for those around you. You are always saying the wrong thing and missing your chance of doing the right thing. You are jealous about your rights and forget that you have duties. If you will begin by having a high standard yourself, you can afford to have a high standard for other people. How is it that you are so glib in excusing yourself, putting a good color on your own actions, and won't listen when excuses are offered to you? Honesty should make you accuse yourself, excuse your neighbor, bear with him. When you expect him to bear so much from you, believe me, You've got a long way to go before you can lay, lay claim to real charity, real humility. There should be only one target for all this angry resentment, yourself. You get on well with gentle, good-natured folk. Why, so does everybody. We all like to have friends around us. We all have a soft spot for the man who agrees with us. But when people are difficult and cross-grained, when they get out of hand and keep on contradicting us, to keep on good terms with them, ah, that needs a lot of grace. That's a man's job, and you can't praise it too highly. People differ so. There are contented people, ready to live contentedly with others. And there are restless people who give no rest to those around them, a burden to others and a worse burden to themselves. And there are those who restrain their own passions and do their best to restrain the passions of others. But in this imperfect life, when all is said and done, peace doesn't mean having no enemies. It means being ready to put up with ill treatment. It's the man who has learnt the craft of suffering who really enjoys peace. 
He is his own interior master, and the world lies at his feet. He has Christ for his friend, and heaven for his patrimony. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide, amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This might sound like Thomas Kempis is just proposing a kind of Stoicism. The Stoics, whom St. Paul even mentions, were just trying to be at peace. They wanted to have no extreme passions. They wanted to accept all that, there, that happened to them with equanimity. But the Stoics can become very proud, very proud of their self-control. And Thomas Akempis, although he has Stoic elements, is no pure Stoic. No, he's a Christian. He has Christ for his friend, he says at the end. Christ for his friend and heaven for his patrimony. And, he says, to have the kind of feeling that he is proposing, to put up with difficult people, cross-grained people, people who contradict us. This is not just a matter of self-will. It needs a lot of grace. It needs a lot of grace. We have to pray, in other words. We have to pray for the grace to put up with difficult people. But notice what that grace makes us. He says it makes us a man, a man's job, he says, to put up with difficult people. And that has to remind us of what Pontius Pilate said, behold the man when he brought Christ out. Behold the man. Estovir, we read of King David telling Solomon, be a man. What does that mean ultimately? It means to be another Christ. God made them male and female. He created man in his own image. Male and female, he created them. To be a man is to be a true human being. And the true model of what humanity is, is Jesus Christ. And for three years, he put up with very difficult apostles. On the cross, he put up with mockery. He put up with Annas and Caiaphas interrogating him. He put up with Pontius Pilate and Herod. He put up with his apostles on the road to Emmaus, still not believing in him. His apostles not believing the women. The only way to put up with difficult people, truly put up with them, is to be one with Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.